Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 14th of June. Australians right across the country are today being recognised for their selflessness, commitment and dedication, named on the Queen's birthday honours list. More than 1,000 Australians made the prestigious list, with a record number of women and more than 60 acknowledged for their extraordinary efforts during the COVID-19 pandemic. Some of those honoured for their charity work include actor Chris Hemsworth, entertainment reporter Angela Bishop and Canberra Raiders coach Ricky Stewart. Tony Abbott's former Chief of Staff Peter Credlam was also recognised for her services to politics. Dementia Australia CEO Marie McCabe also made the prestigious list and is a recipient of the Order of Australia, honoured for her work in the aged care sector. I feel touched, moved and humbled by this award. I mean, it really is an honour and it's an incredible privilege. The G7 summit has wrapped up in England with world leaders promising to combat climate change and end the COVID pandemic. The leaders have pledged 1 billion COVID vaccine doses to the poorest countries. Earlier, our Prime Minister Scott Morrison has talked up the significance of his meeting with the US President Joe Biden and British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. It has been a very, I think, important day for Australia to have the opportunity, as we have over the course of today, to be sitting down with the leaders of the largest advanced economies and liberal democracies around the world. Scott Morrison says a number of topics were discussed, including ongoing tensions with China. Free trade deals are next on the agenda as the Prime Minister continues his international tour. Back home now and tens of thousands of residents across Victoria are still without power after last week's devastating floods and the biggest blackout in the state's history. The state government has announced emergency financial assistance for those affected by the wild weather and floods. He's acting Victorian Premier James Merlino. It goes to a whole variety of things, whether it's uh, support for accommodation, uh, major repairs at home. Meantime, Dan Andrews announced over the weekend he will return to the top job on the 28th of June. The Victorian Premier has been on sick leave since March after seriously injuring his back in a fall. And close to 100% of Australia's Olympic team will be vaccinated ahead of the Tokyo Olympics. That's according to the chef de Michon, Ian Chesterman, who says Australia is close to having all athletes vaccinated by the Games that kicks off in just under six weeks. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we return to Victoria and just weeks before the school holidays, calls are growing for more clarity about COVID restrictions easing. Under the current rules, people living in Metro Melbourne are not allowed to travel more than 25 kilometres from their home address. That means by the time school holidays arrive, it's just not regional Victoria which will miss out, but also interstate tourism operators. James Lake in Melbourne says there are two big issues delaying restrictions from easing at this point. Yeah, the biggest issue is testing numbers, Tash. Without the data, health authorities won't be confident the state has been able to fully stamp on our latest COVID outbreaks. Over the past two weeks, we hit testing figures over 50,000 swabs a day, but that's dropped back now to about 15,000 a day at the weekend. 
Experts say we consistently need 20,000 a day to be finding undetected infections. That prompted authorities to make a strange public plea at the weekend as well, asking Victorians to call out anyone displaying symptoms and tell them to get tested. The other issue holding us back from easing restrictions is contact tracing. With ongoing concerns, our call centres are missing callbacks from potential primary contacts. That means exposure sites go unlisted for longer. To WA now, and a special vigil has been held outside Perth Children's Hospital, calling for the federal government to release a Tamil family from Christmas Island. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details in Perth. Let them in! Let them stay! Let them in! Let them stay! Tash, that's the voices of more than 100 supporters gathering outside the Perth Hospital where Tanika continues to be treated for sepsis. The family were living in the small Queensland town of Bilawila before they were taken to the detention centre in 2019 as illegal immigrants, with hundreds joining calls for their release. Australian Medical Association WA President Dr Andrew Miller was among attendees and says detention is no place for a child. The damage that it causes to them both physically and mentally over the years uh, is unfair and completely inhumane and it cannot be done in the name of um, controlling immigration. Meantime, the Royal Australasian College of Physicians has penned an open letter to the Home Affairs Minister, Karen Andrews, stating they hold extreme concerns for the family's well-being. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. It's show and tell time for our super funds. So which balance funds have the best five-year performance? Well, Tash, super ratings is a business that actually rates super funds. And here are our best over five years. Australian super was number one, followed by Host Plus, Unisuper, Aware Super and BT Panorama Multi-Manager Fund. These all have returned 9% plus per annum over the five-year period. And also this morning, Peter, Macquarie Bank has beaten a couple of billionaires to own most of Italy's tollways, but they had to pay an extraordinary $14.9 billion to do it. Yeah, it's called Autostrada per Italia. They are the tollways that crisscross Italy and were owned by a company called Atlantia, which was controlled by the famous Benetton company. Macquarie beat the owner of soccer team Real Madrid, Florentino Perez, and another billionaire to pull off the deal with two other partners. Extraordinary. And finally this morning, how much would you pay to be amongst the first non-astronauts to fly into space? There's a couple of multi-billionaires heading up into space, isn't there? (laughs) Exactly. Try 28 US million dollars. That's what an unnamed wealthy person paid at an auction promoted by Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. And the winner won't be alone in the Bezos-owned New Shepard capsule. He or she will be joined by Jeff, his brother Mark, and another unnamed space-bound joyrider. Very expensive flight. Wonder if there's uh, snacks included. I'd say so. <laughs> See you soon. Thanks, Peter. Pleasure. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. We start with some big breaking news out of the NRL this morning with one of the game's greats. Yes, that's right. Looks like Boyd Cordner is set to retire. Now, the Roosters had been talking about him making a comeback in round 14, but uh, looks like he's still suffering the effects of concussion that he suffered in the Origin opener of last year. Still just 29 years of age, so he's 
felt obviously that he still had some footy ahead of him and, and has been trying uh, since Origin last year to make a comeback, but it looks like it has fallen short. The Roosters are yet to confirm that, but we are expecting that to come through this morning. Three premierships with the Roosters, captain the Kangaroos and New South Wales, of course, so leaves an enormous legacy in the game. The other big story out of the NRL over the weekend is that Storm atop of the table. Panthers uh, no longer top, first time since round three, but Cameron Munster placed on report for kicking. Second incident in a matter of days, of course. He was fined for kicking Liam Martin last week. Uh, the Maroons' horrible loss to New South Wales in Origin 1. He's done it again, this time Roger Tuovasa-Shek. It looks more like a nudge with the knee, but we'll see how the match review uh, committee assesses that today. And Novak Djokovic, he's done it again in the tennis with the French Open. Yeah, incredible. 19th Grand Slam singles title. Did it the hard way this morning against Stefanos Tsitsipas. Fell two sets to love down. Uh, looked really tired coming off that semi-final win over Rafael Nadal. Got it done in five. Incredible. And he's done something that Roger and Rafa, in fact, no one has done before in men's tennis. And that is win all four slams twice in the open era. Rod Laver did it as an amateur, then as a professional, but Novak the first to do it uh, in the open era in modern time. So 19th Grand Slam, uh, if he gets to 20, if he goes past uh, Roger and Rafa, of course, he's a couple of years younger than them. We start talking about him potentially being the greatest of all time, but uh, a massive win for Novak this morning. He's such a great player and a couple of epic results in the AFL yesterday, Brett. Yeah, we had our first draw of the season, North Melbourne and Greater Western Sydney. Daniel Lloyd kicked the final two goals of the last quarter and had a really tight shot on the run. All he needed to do was score, but unfortunately he missed everything out of bounds on the full. So those two teams drew. The Giants had a beaten North Melbourne, and they're just one win behind the top eight. The Tigers are struggling at the moment, that's for sure. They're sitting eighth. They're only a game inside the top eight. Um, so some nervous times for the reigning premiers, but Josh Kennedy was phenomenal yesterday for West Coast. Another great weekend in sport. Brett, thank you. Thanks, Tash. And the estranged father of Meghan Markle has broken his silence over the birth of his new granddaughter, saying he hopes one day he can meet Lilibet. Thomas Markle hasn't spoken to his daughter since she married Prince Harry three years ago. Speaking to 60 Minutes, Thomas says it's tough to take. Of course it hurts. There are axe murderers in prison. Their family comes to see them, right? I mean, I'm not an axe murderer. You know, um, I made one dumb mistake, and I'm never being forgiven for it. The 76-year-old also claimed during the interview that Oprah Winfrey is playing Harry and Meghan, alleging the talk show queen is using the royal couple to build her network. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you bright and early tomorrow. Listener.